It was a bad day for a killing, Rusty Peters surmised. The smoke from his gun curled through the silence of the morning like a whisper of a ghost. People began to gather about the body. Rusty stared at the dead man. The eyes of the dead man glared at him. He firmed his lips, adjusted his hat, and began to turn away, ignoring the gnawing in his stomach. Get someone to move his body to the undertaker, he uttered to his deputy, who stood silently along the sidelines, and Rusty walked calmly back to his office. He slammed the door, shutting out the murmurings of the townspeople as they gathered in the street. Glancing about his office, he sighed as he slumped into his wooden chair, weary with the knowledge that again he had killed a man. No matter how many times it happened, it never felt right, even when justified. Plain and simple, he mauled the facts in his head. The man deserved no less. Still, it settled like a rock in the pit of his stomach. He firmed his lips. His eyes drifted toward the window again as a group of men hauled the body off. His deputy was among them. Some of the men were laughing, some were frowning, but there was no guilt in their faces. No, only he carried the guilt. He hung his head. A short, skinny man with a bald head and piercing brown eyes came rushing through the door. He spotted Rusty, and without a word, he laid the telegram on his desk. He paused a moment to make sure Rusty acknowledged it. Rusty glanced at the man. Jonesy, he acknowledged. The little man nodded, his expression tight and a bit confused. For you, Sheriff. Thanks. Rusty barely glanced at the piece of paper on his desk. His mind was still reeling on the man he'd just killed. Right now, he had to find a way to relax. He'd just killed a man. For God's sake, someone should have noticed or cared. Someone should have reacted to it. No one did. Rusty reasoned in his mind that he could kill a man so easily and then worry on it so hard afterwards. Frustration surrounded him. He adjusted his bolero tie and took off his hat, hanging it on the nail behind his desk. Then, with remarkable calm, he took the paper in his hand and read it. He read the words, but the meaning slipped his mind. His mind flitted momentarily as he saw who the telegram was from. The words blurred. He wasn't sure why it blurred, except when he reached up to wipe his eyes, he found tears. He touched the tears, felt them between his fingers. Rusty Peters stared at the telegram in his hand once more, as though it were a snake. He wadded it into a ball, his fist crushing it, and threw it in the trash by his desk. Then, as though thinking better of it, he reached in and pulled it out of the trash, spreading it on his desk so he could reread it. He skipped down from the one that sent it to the message itself. His eyes blurred again. He felt a physical pain he couldn't explain, and yet he could if he thought on it very long. His anguish marred his face, his head bent, and a tear fell on his crisp white shirt that Chen Li Wong had laundered fresh for him this morning. 
He shuffled his feet, leaned on one elbow for a long time and didn't move. He wadded the paper up and chucked it in the trash again. He stared at it as though it might grow feet and get up and walk away on its own. He rebuked the content. His frown wound around his heart like a choking rope. As he glanced out the window, he saw his reflection in the window. How had he evolved into this tight-lipped gunslinger of a sheriff? He had once been a brilliant doctor. Now, he lived by his wits and the gun, and it had all began only a short while back. No one in this godforsaken town knew what he had been, nor did they care. <laughs>